0: You are listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Round one, fight! Can't we do our own secret shows? All our shows are secret shows. We have the tools. We have the talent. You have to use so many cuss words.
1: Let's go! Ooh yeah!
0: What's funny is when like one of us is off time. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Do the magic of editing, I'll just line it right up. You'll never. And that's know. why I
2: opted to do sound effects because I didn't need to be on time. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Mark's
3: a thinking man. That's what I like about him. Uh, this is the low res, high def podcast on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And uh, you know what? This is maybe a little bit different than what you're used to. If you're used to listening to Joel and I in the past uh, talking about movies on the 8 bit gladi- or not the 8 bit gladiators, on the editing sure, bay.
0: That
4: too.
3: If you're used to listening to us talk about movies on the editing bay or video games on the 16 bit gladiators, uh, you can expect more of the same i guess but we're just not locking ourselves down we're not we're not identifying or creating our identity around movies or around video games
0: we have an open relationship with our podcast
3: we have an open relationship with all pop culture mm-hmm. so like you know maybe i'm sharing the bed with joel and Kubert, but also you know uh, with johnny cash maybe we're doing it with johnny cash or keanu reeves as john wick oh who knows oh, goodness, as long as you wear a black jacket like we should be okay <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah this is you know you could, you could follow us on social media at uh, what is what are our social media handles because I keep getting confused
0: on what they <laughs> are well that's uh, well it's, it's really easy because the name of our podcast is low res high def uh, so you can find us on a low right I can't say it but oh, you can find it right see starting a new
3: one of these is hard we had eight years of like I knew what we were called and what everything was and now it's like uh, Just, uh,
0: a l- little muscle memory we'll get around to it yeah. Yeah. LowResHighDef.com is the website. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at LowResHighDef. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can t- find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found. Google Podcasts, I believe. Uh, just do a little search for Def and this podcast will show up.
3: And there hopefully. you go. And you know what, guys? Honestly, if you get down to the brass tacks, the only reason that we've come back and started doing this again is just because... I missed my buddy Joel so much,
0: and I was like, yeah, can we please do something again? Can we just please start doing something again? <laughs> it's an excuse to hang out every week, and also, uh, and, and it's perfect timing for uh, moments like this, where um, the, our two passions, Joe, video games and movies, all right. come together, and uh, you know, we're able to talk about something that we've all been anticipating for a long time, which is the, the movie adaptation of uh, this video game known as Tetris. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was like it It was like a James Bond movie, but with Tetris. Uh, No. And
3: today we are going to be talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie, the illumination version, uh, the 2023, if you will. And uh, we've invited our friends Jay Gunn and Mark Zamora uh, to join us in uh, in talking about this movie, which, you know what? At first, and I think Jay and I had this discussion. We were talking about how, wow, they really missed an opportunity not releasing this movie on March 10th on Mario Day. But honestly when you think about it like this is the perfect Easter movie because I don't think I've ever seen a movie with more Easter eggs oh. in this in the film like than this one not just visual Easter eggs but audio Easter eggs like oh, there, dude. Are so, there are there's so they cram so much into this hour and a half movie uh that it, it was like an Easter egg hunt
4: yeah yeah absolutely i i I'm surprised that it was only an hour and a half mm. because so much happened in the movie, but it all happened so fast, yes, so it's like it feels like it could have been you know a two hour movie, yeah, but was, they got it down to into that ninety minutes or whatever it is
0: it was it was very densely packed and it was uh, yeah, densely I, packed, I, yeah I want to unpack uh all of this movie, but yeah, specifically the audio uh, and we can get into that, but uh yeah, I wanted to um kind of get everyone's initial impressions before we kind of jump into some of these details. Uh, you know, we we talked about it on last week's podcast, if you listen to us, and our predictions as to what we could expect, what our hopes were. Um, and uh, I think we were all just hoping to be entertained, that it be mm-hmm. a good enough Mario movie. And uh, how do you feel it fared? I I just wanted it to be fun. I think yep. those were my words last
3: week. I just just let it be fun, and we'll, we'll already be ahead of the curve. Yep. Oh my and God. it was. Yeah. like I thought it was a fantastic time. Now, The events surrounding it, because Jay and I saw it together um, and we turned it into a movie surprise for my seven year old daughter, Uh uh, Jay's her godfather. And um, so we had told her, we're like, all right, well, you know, we're going to go see your aunt real quick. And my daughter, my son, they love my sister, Lene. So we drive them over to, to my sister's house, and we drop off James. But I'm like, okay, Harper, come on, it's time to get back in the car. And she's like, well, what about James? I'm like, James is gonna stay here. And she's like, oh well, you know, I want to stay and play. And I was like, no, we got something else Aww. planned. So she was a little upset, and she's like, so do I have a different surprise? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what's my surprise? I go, we're gonna get you a happy meal. We're gonna go to McDonald's get you a happy meal. And she
0: was like, <laughs> giving right. me like the eyes and like the frown. I was like, no, come on. <laughs> oh really? Like, oh yeah. I would have been excited about that prospect as a seven year old.
3: Oh, no, she was not. So we <laughs> went back. We picked up Sarah and uh, and we drove over to the draft house where uh, Jay was already there. He nice. was going to meet us. And um, still, when we walked in, Harper thought we were just going to a restaurant. She had no idea what we were doing. We walk in and Sarah points out the Super Mario poster. And immediately, like my daughter lights up. She's like, we're going to see Mario because I had told her. She's like, are we going to get to see it? I was like, well, me and mom are going to go see it first. And then we'll let you know if it's okay for you Mm. to watch. Uh, And so, yeah, we, we walk in. And then we go in the theater, and Jay's already sitting in the section. And so I tell him, like, "Go ahead, Harper, go sit down over there." And so she starts to walk over. I go, "Look who it is!" And Jay's wearing his face mask, and he lowers it, and she immediately (laughs) like bolts over to him, sits down next to him, big hug. And I sit down next to her. That kid. And uh, and like she's just she's all over him. And I go, "Okay." I was like, "Harper, do you want do you want to sit next to Uncle Jay?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right. Do you want to sit next? You want me to sit on this side, or do you want mommy to sit on this side?" She's like, I want to sit next to mommy. So that way I'm sitting next to a boy and a girl. Like, girl. So, so, like,
0: I, I got to be the odd man out. I got to sit on the far end. Your own family, your own daughter. Yeah. The Godfather's taken over.
3: Oh, he he totally is. We make this joke all the time that if I ever die, Jay has to, like, take over. He yeah, becomes yeah. the kid's new dad. Like, he marries Sarah, and they have a family. Like an 80s sitcom. It's like, this is us. Um, and, and then they so, have a butler, right? It, it's so Yeah. His name is Jeffrey. And um, so we watch this movie, and as much as I love this film... I couldn't take my eyes off of my daughter. Like I would Mm. keep looking over at her watching her. And there were times where she's like cuddled up with Jay, like the, a lot of the, like the Luigi's mansion parts that I call them. Like she'll kind of cuddle up with him. She's got her arm around his arm. And like there are times where she's just leaned over against him. And I was like, that is so cute. Also, I'm her dad. Why is she <laughs> not wanting to come with me? <laughs> You're old dad. You know what? If I know, I'm old, I'm old. The um, I guess if the litmus test was how much my daughter enjoyed it, mm-hmm. is it a huge success. Eleven. But it just also happened to be a huge success with all of us. Yeah. Um, one of the criticisms yeah. I heard as we were going into the movie was, you know, be careful. This movie's it's really aimed at kids. Sure. And I was like, okay. And my my initial reaction to that was like. Yeah, and, I'm expecting okay, it to be. It's, yeah, right. it's based on Super Mario Brothers. I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, how many dicks have you sucked? You know, like, I don't think that's going to happen in this movie. Um, Kevin Smith's Mario Brothers. <laughs> for someone to, someone to make that criticism, obviously wasn't paying attention to this movie because mm-hmm. there are so many references that like, you know, Mario's got like posters of like pro wrestling in his room. And oh, yeah. When they're in the bar, there's like the duck hunt and the punch out pictures and stuff. Yes. And he's playing like kid Icarus on his TV. And like all these references that, you know, children today are totally going to get, you know, and, like this is totally geared towards adults. Exactly. Um, yeah. But you know, the simple question, the simple answer to your very honest question, <laughs> it was awesome. I, I had such a great time. It was fun. And it over delivered on what it was. I wanted from this movie. Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah, man, you're talking about that uh, theater experience. We saw it. uh, Actually, Jen and I ended up seeing it uh, on opening day. Uh, We weren't intending to, but uh, we had a light afternoon, and we were going to go do something. We're like, hey, let's go see a movie. We we used the podcast as an excuse. We got to watch it with the podcast, right? So let's get that out of the way. Perfect. Um, And so we did. And uh, yeah, there were some... It wasn't too packed. Of course, it was like six o'clock on a a Wednesday, Um, but there were some kids, Mm -hmm. a couple of rows in front of us, like a, a group of kids, and just laughing at all the right parts and cheering and... reacting and you know one i i've missed that theater experience after having you know not done it for for uh, two years there during covid so still still appreciate that experience but then yeah for it to be this um what is kind of like a fever dream of a movie for me it it was a very surreal experience because um Mm -hmm. it did feel like if i if i dreamt that mario brothers were a real thing this is how it would be portrayed this I could the see movie. them yeah. jumping yeah. through girders and sliding down flagpoles and uh, yeah all the things you would expect them to do that they do in the game that yeah. the uh, 1993 movie was sorely missing yes I think I told yes. you like before I went before we went and saw it like it was on this the a website
3: <laughs> it was it was on a website that I frequent and I decided to watch like the first few minutes of the movie Pornhub. and got up to the part where like they were doing the uh, they were doing the plumbing with Francis the dog mm-hmm. and uh and, like, that No Sleep Till Brooklyn sequence Ugh. happened. And I was just, like, I was blown away. I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is really great. You know, again, paying homage to the stuff that we know mm-hmm. as kids, watching the left to right and, you know, Mario jumping over everything and then, like, having to open the door for Luigi to come through. Yep. And, yes. you know, the 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 castle, I can't remember what it was, like, Castle, castle restaurant or whatever. Yeah. Castle Burger. Castle Burger. And he goes down the flagpole. I, was I like, know. This is that's when I knew that, like, I needed to turn it off immediately. I was like, I need to stop because yes. I want to save this for the movie theater. But I also, like, that's how I, I like I, I just had a really good feeling like they're totally going to nail it. The amount of things that they do fit into this movie. I wasn't expecting, Yeah, I really thought it was going to be more of like a, you know, here's references to the original Mario Brothers games, maybe a few little like nods to this one or that one, but they manage to throw in and in a, in a surprisingly organic way, True. like they throw in Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, yeah. Super Mario 64, Super Mario. Mario Galaxy, yeah, Cat Mario, Odyssey, uh, uh, Smash, Smash Brothers. Brothers. Mario Yeah, Mario exactly Kart. like they're able to fit all these things in there Diddy Kong racing. Yeah, you know? yeah there's there there's a very Very deliberate reference to yep. Diddy Kong racing in the in the soundtrack. It was really surprising
0: Well, well, you bring up music? There's a good opportunity then Joe um, because I, I Agree with uh, most of the things that you said uh, I had, had a great time with this film um, but for me the 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 takeaway the immediate takeaway was man, this soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, the score is is incredible. Yeah, um, however, I, I do take umbrage with the the needle drops that they chose that they felt the need to uh to cram into this, you know, like I, okay, I'll give you the no sleep till Brooklyn, that's fine, but um, there are way too many 80s pop but songs, but there's but
3: there's I feel like that's
0: also like kind of that nod to the people that grew up with Super Mario
1: Brothers, exactly.
4: you know, it's kind of like that was the era. Yeah, that was my takeaway on that too. It's it, it like I've, I've heard a bunch of reviews now on it and a lot of people are like i just i didn't get the 80s music the pop music going in there and it's like same i i didn't i didn't mind it because it, it was that Those was the nod to, yeah that's yeah. was the nod to us you know mm-hmm. or one of the nods to us and and they they did fit to me like they they chose music that fit what really? they were doing i, I think. think yeah i didn't think so at all um, really what
0: does take on me
3: have to do with he was he was racing a, a car and in the take on me music video it's about race car drivers <sighs> oh, man, murdering that another race car driver <laughs>
0: that's a stretch and even more disappointing because i have since learned that there is a kick-ass track so this soundtrack comes out on on friday right i'm listening yeah, to the yeah, score yeah. i'd read about it on spotify i've
4: learned about that yeah and I'm, I'm
0: listening yeah. to it and i get to this awesome mashup of like uh, what is it? Uh, Donkey Kong 64 theme yes. with uh, Donkey Kong country mm, Kong. and I'm like, Oh, I don't mm. remember this. This rocks. Well, turns out I didn't remember it because yes. it was fucking replaced by aha's right, take on a-ha's me, take which on me. did not add yeah. to the movie at all or that sequence and detracted. And Liz, I get it. I, I know why they did it. Jenna even said the same thing. She was like, it's, it's for the parents, right? For the parents who yeah. maybe they haven't been playing all the Mario games, aren't getting all the references, but they remember
1: <laughs> it, to uh-huh. me, it's,
3: it's the music yeah. i was listening to when i was playing super mario when brothers you were playing yeah seemed like, and, and not just super mario brothers it was the music i was listening to in arcades in the 80s yes.
0: when i was video gaming uh, all right well mario brothers isn't an arcade game
2: <laughs> as someone who didn't play during the 80s it, it did even for me it felt very disconnected like i get it like mario's from the 80s but but i, one, I same thing once i learned that there was a score in place that was mm-hmm. purposefully replaced with the yeah. 80's music. I was like a little it salty. Yep. about. Yeah. It. When, mm-hmm.
4: when I learned about that, I, I would like, you know, like an, if they do like a, you know, a blueberry release or something have yeah. that alternate audio track edit of it put back in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Have the, have the original score put back in yeah. and, and I would even like to see that possibly in the movie now that they've seen how massively popular the, the movie is and how massively like, well it's doing mm-hmm. oh yeah maybe like broke a bunch of records i guess we could put the original score back in because we don't need these other references so
0: hey man it gets uh, people to buy the uh, the blu-ray so you can get that alternate audio right. track right, right. which uh...
2: but i'm also confused like does the movie take place in the 80s because like mario when he goes to his room he plays an yeah. nes there's somebody playing an arcade game in the in the pizza shop like but also luigi has a smartphone so it's like <laughs> From a from a time, like, I know Mario doesn't take place in any time, but it made <laughs> it feel like it was the 80s. And even the commercial looks very VHS. Yes, and, the
0: scan lines. Yes.
3: With them laying on stools. <laughs> I love them right,
2: right. on stools. <laughs> and so, like, in a timeline perspective, it's like, where does this movie, are they 80s people? Or, and I, w- if, I wish they would have incorporated a little... A little more contemporary music, but I get it. I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, I get it, but I prefer the score. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or 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 just no, yeah. no pop music. We didn't oh, need yeah, any yeah. pop music. is attracting to me.
3: I got the score on uh, on Apple Music mm-hmm. and have been listening to it like over and over again for the past <laughs> few days. Me too. And yeah, no, you're you're right. Like that that music cue is really good, and I had that same feeling. I was like, I don't remember this from from the movie, mm-hmm. and it is. It's it, it's a fantastic track. Um. Another fantastic track is the uh, and I didn't think they were going to use it Mm -hmm. was the Super Mario rap from the original Super Mario Brothers (laughs) show
1: as their (laughs)
0: commercial
3: jingle. This movie does something that I feel like is kind of interesting and maybe easily missed and it's paying homage to like some of the maybe more embarrassing aspects to Mario's history. Mm -hmm. It's a good point and like embracing it and kind of like, um, like redeeming it, if you will, like yes. the Super Mario yes. Brothers Super Show. Owning it. This movie has a surprisingly um, identical origin to how Mario and Luigi get to Mushroom Kingdom as the Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo film too. Yeah, they just fall that I apart. feel like... It can't be a coincidence like this is it's eerily similar. And yep. again, almost like they were taking it and and and, you know, and redeeming it, making it making it right again. And yeah. I, I kind of appreciated that. I appreciated what they were doing. Now, how do you guys feel about now that you've seen the movie and there was a lot of backlash or maybe initial backlash about Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. people were like, what about Charles Martinet? We need. How do you feel now after you've seen the film?
4: I think he's owed an apology. Oh, really? Cuz I I think he did a perfectly fine job. I like it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't like the best performance, but it was good. Yes. It was the, I had no complaints about it. The
0: best I can yeah. say about it is that I it, it didn't really jump out to me either way. Uh exactly. initially. Yeah, it, uh, it wasn't I, distracting.
2: I was worried that it was going to be like, oh yeah, that's Chris Pratt. But by the first 30 minutes, I probably forgot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just Mario. They did a good
0: job of kind of easing you into it with that, that, uh, fake out the commercial commercial where they're doing the exaggerated Italian plumber voices. It was almost a
2: jump scare. Like the (laughs) commercial started playing and he was doing like a really like Mario voice. And I was like, did they change and then and then it cut i cut away and i was like oh yeah Yeah. i did like that charles martinet had a couple cameos in the movie yeah Yeah. i thought that was great like that was his first one i guess his character is called giuseppe and they're like is the accent too much and then he's like (laughs) i thought it was great (laughs) i was like okay cool cool he's
0: he's playing an arcade game called jump man jump man right uh, and dressed
2: like him too he must be a huge fan i don't know um And then one prediction I had was, I bet you Charles Martinet is going to play his dad. And sure enough, Uh, I
0: I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, The introduction of his family, which so um, listen, I I enjoyed it. We can talk about all the things we liked about it. I do have a lot of uh, quibbles (laughs) that I want to get through. Um, And and one of them is that we spent a that we spent so much time in Brooklyn in the real world. um, And then also that, uh, yeah, they introduced these family characters. Just because I feel like ultimately the payoff was kind of weak and it made that unnecessary. And I remember thinking like, like I was into it. I love what they were doing with it, uh, the f- you know, 15 minutes into it. But at a certain point I was like, oh, we're just now getting into the Mushroom Kingdom. What were like? Like minute 20 or something. I feel like the whole botched job that they do with the dog attacking <laughs> them, like imagine if... If they cut all that out, imagine if it's, hey, Mario and Luigi have opened their store, we see the commercial, they're talking to Spike, and then they find out later on that evening about the pipe burst in Brooklyn, and they're going to go investigate because they want to make a splash with their new business, they want to get paper like they could have cut out 10 minutes worth of unnecessary content because that's the weakest part of the film
3: I wouldn't call it unnecessary I don't think there's anything wrong with the way they kind of humanized Mario a little bit more that they humanized Luigi Uh, I think that that's like it's kind of the same thing that you would get from like from Pixar where like they kind of tap in maybe not maybe not to the degree of Pixar but kind of touching on that a little bit where they like they flesh out the characters and humanize them a little bit more i appreciated it for what it was i mean yeah. this is maybe where people would say that this movie was for kids because it was it was predictable it wasn't bad but it was predictable sure. um yeah. it led to the moment with Donkey Kong and Mario sitting in the eel's belly and it was <laughs> like you know my father thinks i'm a joke yeah my father thinks i'm a joke too and i thought that it was a, a fairly organic way, again, if not a little too simple, for these two characters to then team up to justify their team up to you know to fight Bowser. Yeah. And I I appreciated that for what it was. Uh not I'm not saying you're wrong because I do see where you're coming from. <laughs> that's I that's what I'm hearing. I don't disagree. I just think, you know, for me, it made sense.
2: Well, I think that raises a good point that there are two kind of interesting choices the movie made. One of them being making Mario a bad plumber, <laughs> and then I've had people tell me, what, he was a good plumber, but no plumber worth their weight in salt would work on plumbing without turning off the water main. Yeah. Just, <laughs> that's that's, that's just, a good point. Just saying. So that was an interesting <laughs> choice. And number two was to make him not liked by his family. I thought that yeah. was interesting. And I yeah, the payoff was just Don- him relating to Donkey Kong and them squashing that rivalry really, really quick. Um, but th- those were a couple interesting choices. I didn't mind them story wise. Okay, that's fine. It it adds a little uh, obstacles for him to jump over. <laughs> sure, um, but, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was an interesting choice for sure.
3: You know, I never it never registered to me that his family didn't like him. It just that he was misunderstood. You know, because growing up, I don't think it has to be an Italian family. Just growing up in families, like it always seems like dad thinks he knows better. You yeah. know, my, I know yeah. my father, when I talk with him, like he always thinks he knows better than I do. And there was a point where he did, you know, but then you get to a certain age and it's like, well, yeah. now I'm a grown ass adult. Yeah, and sit down, old man. I, yeah, it's, and it's not so much. It, it always seems like it's the older generation to the younger generation. And I think it's a uh, uh, if we can go into the deeper statement of like how hard it is for people to pass the torch. But, uh, you know, I just think that it's kind of indicative of that. of It's like, yeah. you know, Mario feels like nobody understands him. His uh, his family teases him about what it is that he's doing but i never quite got the impression that they didn't like him and even when he was like my dad thinks i'm a joke i don't think his father ever thought he was a joke but that's the way mario felt about it right right Um, i think
2: the big um line that he says is that you're being reckless and you're dragging your brother in it too and i think that was the main hook for the movie where it's like okay i feel especially responsible that luigi got Sucked into a different pipe, and that's kind of his driving force. Is like, I don't want to prove my dad right that I got Luigi in trouble. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It it, for me, it just kind of felt uh, a little messy, and and I don't have a problem with uh, humanizing the characters. I mean, you have to, you know, we talked about Mm -hmm. this a year ago when this was announced, it can't just be, you know, a bunch of um, scenes, video games. Uh, stitched yeah. together, even yeah. though that's kind of what it ended up being at a certain point. But <laughs> Kinda, um, yeah. it, it was more that they felt like they had to do something. And I can tell that they feel like that they're trying to make this deeper than it is. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you, you know, you've got, yeah, you've got the thing with uh, Mario and his family. You've got the thing with, you know, is it about brotherly love? Is it about uh, saving Brooklyn? Is it about, you know, Peach and whatever she's got going on? Um, it seemed like it was in search of a theme and and none of them, like at that moment at the end when you know Mario was basically cowering in the corner, uh, and they tried to make a moment out of it. Yeah. Um, and it, it that felt flat for me. I oh, kind of felt wow. like at that point, like, why aren't you getting out there? Like, not for that's, me. That's not the Mario it Yeah, didn't,
3: it didn't fall flat for me. Like I I guess the impression I always got was like Mario was always there. Mario was always yeah. the the big brother. He was always the one that like that stuck up for Luigi. And eventually, like when you're the person that's always sticking up for somebody else. You know, you you get that that feeling of like, well, who's looking out for me? You know, when I'm feeling down and out, when I'm not feeling strong, you know, who's backing me up? And like, I kind of dug that visually with the way they told that story, but also the beats of the story, because after that, like he's he's he basically gets up and goes back outside again because he feels a responsibility to his brother. And then it pays off with Luigi saving, saving him, him. Yeah. Yeah, and that was kind nice. of accepting the response the brotherly responsibility. And then the choice that I loved that they did. And I wasn't, I couldn't have even predicted this and I don't know why, but when they got the star power, they both got the star power yeah, and that yeah, that was yeah. a really satisfying climax to the film. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though they didn't, they didn't, I guess if I have any kind of criticism, it's that I feel like Luigi was a little one note throughout the entire film and maybe didn't earn... That moment at the end, as much as I would have liked, but but still, like it was a really cool moment for me.
0: It wasn't in the uh, yeah. He was he was only like in a third of the movie for the most part. He mm-hmm. uh, was yeah. locked up and uh, about to be melted. Which, uh, ooh, uh, you guys find this movie a little morbid for, for anybody's taste? I was surprised. It was it was I, a, a little, bit, it was
4: darker than I was expecting. Yeah, especially for <laughs> especially for Bowser as his character, <clears throat> which is another thing I've heard people complain is like, why is Bowser all of a sudden in love with Peach? I'm like. Have you played a Mario game? That's that's kind of (laughs) what he's doing since (laughs) the (laughs) nineties. But yeah, like I wouldn't expect him to to actually be trying to kill these, you know, these these prisoners. Yeah,
0: there was a lot of talk of I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your brother. There's some uh, Mario is bruised and battered by the end of this movie. Mustache Mustache ripped off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Poor (laughs) Luigi.
2: Yeah, I think one line that Bowser said that I was like, dang. He was like. I'm gonna get Mario and I'm gonna kill his brother right in front of him, dude, and I'm like, "Yes, so like, that's some shit. <laughs> And then yeah. they do like a they
0: they do like a Temple of Doom where they're lowering everybody into a vat of yes. lava. Yes, yes, yep. But they yep. get saved? I know, but it, it it reminded me of like Toy Story three that moment. Oh yeah, the when they all hold hands. <laughs> yes, this. yeah. It's like Jesus. See, and that's the problem. See, I I feel like Illumination. Uh, are forever in the shadow of Pixar and trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. and I really would have sh- wish they would have um, gotten away from some of their worst tendencies those needle drop pop music songs didn't need in there some of the mm-hmm. comedy is a little lowest common denominator and then yeah the the need to not everything has to be a feel good let's just well, get I mean, some power-ups turn into a cat it's
3: it's super Mario Brothers but it's still the same studio that makes movies about farting bananas it's, all right so yes like, yeah,
0: minions. <laughs> so, yeah. So, baby steps is all yeah, I'm right. saying you know let's like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of appreciate this for what it is. No, uh, this is, I would say, of the Illumination films I've seen, this is probably the most accessible for yeah, me yeah. And, and most enjoyable. Uh, I, I like The Secret Life
4: of Pets, but even that, uh, there's only so much Kevin Hart I can listen to. Right, <laughs> yeah. There, there was somebody that said, you know, there's a, there's kids' movies and then there's family movies, and you yes. couldn't really articulate what the difference was. And and I, I think the way that I would say it is, especially like with these Illumination films, Kids' movies are lots of fart jokes and butt jokes mm-hmm. and and just stuff that parents be like, Ugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas family movies, everybody has something that that yeah. they can enjoy about it and they can they can oh, see yeah. it and and not feel like they're just watching trash and just there because their kids love it.
3: And not just that, but like it's something that can evoke a sense of stakes mm-hmm. in kids and adults. Yeah, uh, and so that was that was nice. That was, that was interesting. You know, it, do I agree that there were some moments that were needlessly intense? Well, yeah. Watching my seven year old daughter during like the, <gasps> the, the dry bones digging themselves up out of the ground and chasing yeah, that yeah. she, Pretty scary, she huh? was terrified huh? yeah. of that. And we had to kind of, <laughs> we had to calm her down a little bit at that point, oh, but, uh, but she her. got over it. You know, I'm always very like, mm. I, I try. And I guess one of the things that helped and, it may be interesting that this is something to help, but when Bowser, like he, he flamed on one of the Koopas and turned him into dry bones and he just stood there. Like, <laughs> yeah. and so I told, I got to yeah. tell her, I'm like, Harper, that's just all they are. That's it. Like, they're
1: fine. They're fine. It's,
3: it's okay. Yeah. She's like, okay. I just thought they were zombies. I'm like, they're not zombies. They're just, they're Koopas yeah. that don't have skin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kind of zombies.
1: Kind of zombies. That's cool.
3: That's it. Um, I guess before we go any deeper into this, and, and we've already kind of jumped into it. Yes. Uh, you know, I want to kind of circle back around on the voice cast because I thought that I thought the the entire cast did a phenomenal job. I thought the voice casting was Agreed. was really well done. Yeah. And I think my favorite choice was Jack Black as Bowser. Oh,
1: absolutely. There you go. One hundred percent. I just feel yeah. like
3: he stole the show. And I mean, I was going to ask you guys if anything else, if there were any other standouts
0: for you. Uh, well, just kind of building off of that, you know, we were talking about listening to the soundtrack earlier. I was kind of scrolling through it earlier, just to kind of see like how many people are listening, how many plays it has, and most of them are like twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand. Then you get to the uh, peaches track, and it's got <laughs> like one point <laughs> six million listens in the last five days. Uh, yeah, man. Okay. In um, in the theater we saw it in, um, this poor girl. They pay the employees to like dress up as some of the characters. Oh, good. so there's like this eighteen year old girl walking around in a uh, peach outfit oh, and, no. uh, she, she we, we were coming out of the theater no no it was fine she, we were she was just walking aimlessly through the lobby saying peaches 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 <laughs> <laughs> her her version of that song but uh yeah man it caught on immediately and oh, uh yeah that's an airworm. there was a sense of when we were when we were sitting in the theater and that part happened
3: where i was filled with so much joy because it's like i love mario and it like and I love Tenacious D. Yes. And someone somehow yes. put those things put together. together.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's like a fan film. This whole movie is like a fan film. Absolutely, isn't it? yeah, absolutely,
2: but yeah. like a good one. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. One where they they've got talent and money behind it. Man, I tell you, as a fan of animation, I know we all are. Uh, Mark yourself included. Um, it must have been a blast to fucking oh be God. an animator on this film. Oh yeah. A lot of those scenes that are just like straight out of the games that we played, mm-hmm. uh, or, or mimicking the moves. Um, you know, um, they say, uh, if you if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life, right? <laughs> that, would been, that would have been me working on this uh, Mario Brothers movie. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. And
2: uh, we saw it with a friend who's a huge Smash Bros. player. And later after the movie, he was like, did you see that? They used Peach's forward air and Mario's down B. And I'm like, yep. ah. <laughs> they did it frame for frame for you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yep.
0: yep. uh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. I even
2: heard some people
4: when we were in when we were in there, like uh I think the person either to my left or the person in front of us was saying something about oh that was his down B. It's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> That's so funny. I yeah. have no idea
0: what that means. But uh it's a, a stump.
2: Sure. Sure. <laughs> Come on. Uh
3: no, so like the um the I was surprised with the the seth rogan performances donkey kong mm, mm-hmm. uh i wasn't expecting to enjoy that as much as i did yeah. i love that they let him do his seth rogan thing when Just Mario <laughs> and he does his like laugh he gets a um, big full screen of it too but you know kind of getting back to the 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 audio easter eggs like th- if there's there's never a moment like i think listening to the soundtrack having gone through it a few times now like I guess, I, I love the whole thing. The weakest part is maybe the Mario theme they created for the film. You the know,
0: da, like da, 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 I was pleasantly surprised da, da, by that. Y- yeah, it's, you listen to it enough and, and it really catches on. And I, I do think it stands up next to the other tunes. We just don't know it as well as yeah. we know those other tunes. Well, I was
2: thinking about that this morning because, you know... I was like, why didn't they just make a motif out of the main Mario theme? But really, every game has a motif. And so uh, yeah. it's own. if you look at this, this is the Mario movie motif. And I was like, all right, it's stuck in my yeah, head. So it absolutely. must, it must have worked. Say,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the uh... The, I love when they go down into the sewers and you see the sign that's like level one, two, and you just hear that little piano.
1: like,
3: And then just yep. they just move on. Like there are so many moments where they could have gotten a little too schmaltzy and they didn't. And yeah. this soundtrack is composed by Brian Tyler, whose um, only other sound that I know of that, that I know intimately was his soundtrack for uh, his score for Bubba Hotep that I thought was just insanely good. <laughs> yes. um, I know he's done a lot of movies since then, and I can't name any of them off the top of my head, but that that Bubba Hotep soundtrack is another one that I've got in my collection that's just, you know, it, it rides that that rockabilly slash old Western kind mm. of style with a little mm. bit of horror. Like, it's got some of that those horror-like jumps that you would get from, like, a horror score. Uh, just really talented, and he does everything himself. And I'm getting the feeling that that's what this soundtrack is, too. I'm pretty sure it's just him doing everything synthesized. Wow. Really? Right? Yeah. Uh, is there
0: is there an orchestra listed on that? It's it's hard to tell now. I mean, yeah, I'd have to look at the uh, the credits. It sounds
4: like a real orchestra, but I mean, I guess the sound banks are getting like that so pretty, good, yeah. so it's it's hard to tell when when yeah. you've got a really good sound bank.
3: I just don't know him as a composer, like the, mm-hmm. like where he composes for an orchestra. Like I'm pretty like I've just known yeah. him as a performer. Well, neither
0: did Daft Punk until Tron. I know that's true, mm-hmm. but they performed it. Well, no, but there was an orchestra in there too, wasn't there?
3: yeah was oh yeah too, uh, there were strings uh, yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they also synthesized yeah. that too but yeah that's no good I, you know what we're, we're 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 dissecting it where we don't need to but just to it was an impressive score yeah. from someone that honestly with like the mario franchise which is already a marquee franchise you know for nintendo mm-hmm. and illumination like you would think that they would have gotten like a you know a, a more well-known more established talent to go ahead and do something you know, like this and I kind of feel like I feel like Brian Tyler's a little bit of a renegade for them to go with on I,
0: this project. I wonder if they I mean, you know, you say that this you know, I haven't heard of him either um did a great score uh, great arrangements, but really the real composer is Koji Kondo. Like yep. all these yep. tunes yep. Well, yes. came from this guy. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe some of the more recent uh, composers I'm not sure. Uh, who did Odyssey I know they were using some tracks from uh, Mario Odyssey in there um,
3: but wouldn't you say that it, it takes some talent to weave oh, those
0: together I, like he did absolutely yeah. I' I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to diminish uh the job that he had but um he had a great base to work with he had this he had 30 years worth of Mario motifs yes. to, to choose from yeah. and weave and yeah. now finding the right time to use them um, was kind of the masterstroke but um, dude yeah. right yeah when when Peach and Mario and toad
3: strike off on their adventure and like mm. Mario's got like, he's starting to eat that apple and he looks over and he sees the Yoshis, the herd of yes. Yoshis. <laughs> and you hear yes. just a little bit of that super Mario world yeah. score. As we move uh-huh. on, I was like, I just, I, I just, I loved it. And I think it goes back to what you were talking about, Joel, with the the visuals. It's like, Yeah, just it's such a beautiful movie to look at and every moment pops
1: yes
0: yes it's a weird kind of and the the reason it looks so surreal is because um the textures on everything are photorealistic like they feel like you could reach out and touch them and yet it's almost like that roger rabbit uh, uh, world where it's like it's it's supposed to be in the real world, but yet it's still cartoony, and it's you know, cartoon, none of yeah. the humans. It, it really makes me think uh, rethink New Donk City from Mario Odyssey because you know Mario looks like Mario, yeah, but all the regular people look more like silhouettes of actual humans, and yeah, here yeah. the humans look like Mario. So, yeah. <laughs> right?
4: Yep. Yeah, I even I even mentioned that to Joe when when we got out of the movie, and it was like the you know, they had like the, the odyssey when they were going by with the upside down pyramids and, and you saw like Mario three and Mario, uh, you know, super Mario world and, and a lot of the new super Mario stuff. And, Mm And I was like, and they even did the, the. Dudok Doc City. Well, I, I, I forgot the name of it, but I said the the realistic one from Odyssey yeah. on there. And mm-hmm. So I I, <laughs> I love that they incorporated that stuff.
3: That Mayor Paulina had been reelected, and Mayor
0: Pauline shows conditions. up. Yeah. yeah, yes, I love that. Yeah, I did want to ask because there are a ton of uh, Easter eggs in here, and we've already listed some of our favorites. Uh, that was one of mine. The other we were talking about sound. Um, easter eggs i love uh luigi's ringtone is the gamecube boot yes. up yes. sound. yes i was like oh i love that sound <laughs> you guys notice anything else
2: well i think my favorite easter egg because i'm a huge punch out fan was the punch out pizzeria yes. not just that but they had pictures of little mac and his coach With on Black the wall yes. and i was like All the fighters. that was pretty cool i was pretty happy to see that i did enjoy that and yeah. also, I like that Mario had an R wing on his TV. I don't yeah. know if you guys caught that. Yeah. I, I didn't was catch that. Oh, a Star Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a ship from Star Fox on there. Nice. Um, really obscure references, too. I mean, they really went all out with the Easter eggs.
3: Yeah. The no. pro wrestling one really got me, like the poster of Starman versus the Amazon. I was like, "Bro, that's, <laughs> that's so good. was there a Zelda reference
0: anywhere in the film? Did anyone catch?" Ooh, that's a good point. I wonder if they're trying to keep those two worlds separate. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. In the in the NCU, the Nintendo Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Which, by the way, okay. So now that we've seen this movie, oh, and I was I was about to ask if if you stuck around uh, past the credits to see the oh, uh, yeah. the second, yes. of course, the second ending where uh, we got a little Yoshi egg there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So obviously we're going to see Yoshi in the sequel. Um.
4: Any other predictions or, or things we would like to see? I was I said this to Joe also. I said you know if this is successful, I want this to turn into basically like an Avenger style. Yeah. You know where they have all of the different franchises have their own separate movies and then they come together for the smash brothers Brothers. you mean
0: you
3: mean
4: the game that we wrote when we were in high school (laughs) yes (laughs) yes. (laughs) and we they could even like they could even base it off of again the game that we wrote subspace emissary and and (laughs) like that that was in like smash brothers brawl which is yeah like an actual story that goes into it and and Mm -hmm. gives you a reason why all these characters are together oh Mm -hmm. yeah I, you know, I guess this is my
3: my thing is, so Mario has set the precedent. Like, are all of the Nintendo-style movies now going to be, like, this illumination animation kind of thing? Are we going to see a live-action, like... You know, we had the live-action Mario, and it didn't work. And I think I yeah. told you guys on a previous podcast that, like, Mario needs to be animated. Like, it's yeah. just the I way agree. that that world exists, it needs to be animated. And I think that this was the perfect way to do it. But just because this is the right way to do Mario, would this be the right way to do Metroid? Is this the right way to do Star Fox? I mean, I guess yeah. maybe Star Fox because they're all animals. But <laughs> yeah. Puppets. You know, like metroid (laughs) or if we were going to do
4: zelda like should it be animated or do we need puppets puppets? i I think for their own movies i think metroid could go either way um Mm -hmm. i personally would probably prefer live action
1: on that but i think it
4: could work either way um zelda i would almost want to see in more of an anime style, like Mm -hmm. uh, almost like the Castlevania series on Netflix. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Something something along those lines. But if they ever wanted to put them all together into, you know, into one Mm -hmm. Smash Brothers style movie, that would get things a little difficult to, to try to figure out how the how they're going to work.
0: I want like a gritty Kirby movie, like a post-apocalyptic yes. Kirby. <laughs> well shit. I mean, you... that's basically the last Kirby game right. is kind of a
4: post-apocalyptic I was game. Say the, if you play the through. the lore um around Kirby. Mm-hmm. I never knew this until just like a couple of years ago, but it's dark as shit. He's indestructible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. Nothing can destroy the Kirby. Yeah, I think they could absolutely do, like, a, a dark, gritty, Kirby movie.
0: Well, <laughs> speaking of, uh, you know, this Nintendo cinematic universe, I got to tell you, um, sitting there in the theater, I uh, I got tingles when, uh, you know, you get the Universal <laughs> Studio logo coming in. Zip. Right. Out. And then, no, stop. Um, <laughs> and then that fades out. And then what do we get? We get this. Red screen with the Nintendo logo and the little 8-bit oh, I was like, so we Luigi's got the illumination. Command. We got the minion
2: in the
4: in a
0: Mario <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kart you got that, but then which
2: we're definitely getting as DLC for Mario Kart Eight, right? I mean, oh, God, oh, please,
4: they've got to, yeah, they've got to
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> now that they've added Birdo and they've opened the door to other characters, yeah. we're getting mm, a minion. Does make I'm sense? Sure got to get a minion. Seems like the yeah. licensing
0: is uh, all lined up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, dude, the Nintendo yeah. production screen was great. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the first time where it hit me where it was like, oh man, this is we're in a we're in a post-Nintendo cinematic <laughs> universe world where uh, our, our favorite video games are now getting like the treatment that they deserve. Um, yes. And, and yes. The, the, the mind just kind of reels as to what uh, what the next Nintendo movie's gonna be.
2: Yeah, well, you mentioned, you mentioned how we might like to see other universes uh, portrayed, mm-hmm. and I think it was Nintendo Pictures is the name of the sub company, right? Sounds right. Well, they acquired an anime studio. Really? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure we're going to get, it's probably going to be Zelda, if I had to guess, or Metroid.
0: Got yeah. to be fun yeah. why don't that'd they do a great. zelda series right they got to be thinking like maybe some of like these the witcher yes. yes yes yeah
2: that yes. would be pretty and start fun. in skyward and, sword and just work your way through uh, well, uh, well here's the <laughs> thing
3: you know we could and i think we talked about this on a previous podcast too you could do zelda in different styles like you could have one that's animated yeah. like this mario movie but then also have like a live action yep. like i feel like zelda is one of those few franchises that you kind of have carte blanche to do it however the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the audience is there for it.
0: Puppets.
1: (laughs) you Stop it with the
4: puppets.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, they've
1: they've
4: done the games in so many different styles. So exactly. It's not like there's the Zelda style. They all Mm -hmm. they all have their own unique look to them. Yeah. They can even
2: do a Star Wars Visions Mm -hmm. type thing where they let different studios cover Mm -hmm. the different games. That would be so
4: great. Or that Animatrix.
2: Mm -hmm. There you go,
0: yeah. Yeah.
4: And then they all come together
0: in a Zelda multiverse. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys see
3: the the trailer for that Into the Spider-Verse-style-looking Ninja Turtles movie? Ninja Turtles, yes. Mutant Mutant Mayhem. (laughs) So we had Iron Man, and that started that it kicked off the MCU. It kicked off everything, and it kind of set the tone for superhero movies as we know them now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that after after sonic and after super mario brothers we've now seen that like we can get these these triple a mascots right we can get them down uh i think that this mario movie has kind of gone to it's set the tone further for what we can expect from video game movies like guys we we now live in a time where video game adaptations don't have to suck with <laughs> the last of us with sonic with super mario brothers mm-hmm. like they can actually be pretty good what is the next thing like it doesn't have to be a nintendo property what's the next game game that gets this treatment
2: i mean yeah what's next is hard to say i mean it's a shocker that they just had to stick to the source material for them to be good like almost like we've been saying that all for for 20 (laughs)
3: years (laughs) what do you want to see next
4: Yeah. what about like metal gear solid yeah and i i even uh was i made a post about this on on uh on reddit that uh about the whole uh smash brothers wanting to see all this put together and it's like Mm -hmm. you know we've got the sonic movie now that they could if they could work with paramount to get the rights to put uh sonic in it and if they had um you know work with netflix to get the castlevania characters in there and and i said and Metal Gear Solid's basically already a movie anyways, yeah. so they could just put that in yeah.
2: there. <laughs> just film it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that would probably be my vote for a Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Or a, a good Resident Evil, because yeah. I'm still waiting for a good Resident Evil.
4: I, I enjoy
3: the Resident Evils. How do you feel about those CG animated Resident Evil movies, Mark?
2: Um, yeah, I thought those were, were pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, but I want them to tell the game, like just like they did with The Last of Us, I want them to tell the game stories mm-hmm. in movie form because i think those were all side stories right kind of like yeah Yeah, oh and also i think they're going to do a new street fighter street fighter would be good That's um, in a a game accurate way let them have another Uh, shot at it
3: sure (laughs) it better have van damme in it (laughs) no no no, please uh so where does this movie rank as far as you know your 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 favorite video game adaptations where where does
0: this one sit Yeah, it's got to be top five, man. I mean, what do you want out of a video game movie that this doesn't deliver? It's uh, the ultimate realization of uh, the Mushroom Kingdom and all these characters. And uh, I've I've got my quibbles, obviously, um, went through. um, uh, You know what? One more while I'm listing them is uh, the whole thing about mushrooms. Like, I never thought that uh, he was actually eating the mushrooms and and that's what was making them. i always thought because well because yeah. all of the other power-ups in this universe he really kind of just touches them He like just the flower, him. he just touches them yeah. and he has it um so i kind of thought that he would have just absorb it through osmosis or something yeah but mm-hmm. it uh it was kind of i mean was, yoshi eats the power-up yeah, <laughs> and he's you got get, that and big tongue power. though and uh he poops yeah. <laughs> <groups> out <laughs> eggs too so um i, I forgive it <laughs> but um yeah it, it just Felt a little weird for me uh, to the uh, to the point where now we've got Peach like force feeding mushrooms. Yeah, them down right. his I was like, What are we doing? Well, yeah, here? so where are we going?
2: Mario's a bad plumber, his dad doesn't like him, and he, and hates, he hates mushrooms. mushrooms. <laughs> what a weird triple triplet of choices! There, yeah,
0: <laughs> anyway, just one of those things that oh, and, and then when he eats the mushroom, he actually doubles in size. Like, I didn't yep. think that
4: was going to happen, uh, based on the trailers. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like that it was. It, I don't know. It played like a reference to me of kind of like Alice in Wonderland, you know, with the. Sure. Oh, well, yeah. Eating them, eating the one mushroom makes you bigger. One, make, one, one makes, makes
1: you
2: smaller. You oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was weird, but I mean, that's the way it is in the games, right? He, yeah. he takes the mushroom, he gets bigger. It was drawing i was like oh okay yeah,
0: it just seemed like a weird way to visualize it and yeah, then to exactly. focus yeah. on it so much yeah. for are right. so small right? i You're thought so that was small. funny
2: because <laughs> italians are he's big. a short king he's a short king yeah. <laughs> um
3: you know i'm kind of torn because i i liked this movie a lot and just like joel said like this is definitely a a top five i I really liked Sonic though too, and both of them. I thought like yeah. that was really yeah. impressive. That like Sonic wasn't just a one-off. Like it was both movies are really strong, really fun. Uh, I think one of the things that Sonic has going for it is that it's two original stories. Like these are not events from the games. They just took these characters and sure. adapted them into this like, yeah, elements of the and game, put yeah. it into the story, and got some good stuff out of it i mean dude idris elba Mm -hmm. is just killing it um so it's almost like but i guess in a way it's almost like apples and oranges though like i think i like them both the same amount yeah it really is but i feel like even though they're both video game properties they're two different movies like they're they're two different franchises it's hard for me to put one over the other
0: well, not me. I I definitely prefer the, uh, the yeah. animation uh, <laughs> to to the live action route. Uh, There's just so many more things you can do, and it feels closer to the games than the Sonic movies mm. do uh the sonic movies are great for what they have been given to work with but you know if jim carrey wasn't in there that, that role uh and if uh, jason jason schwartz no no ben schwartz. ben schwartz sorry i'm thinking of jason schwartzman i combine the two <laughs> um if he wasn't doing the voice yeah, that movie's a fraction of what it is now but um you know after all these years of saying you know we don't want our video game movies to feel like video games i kind of like that this movie felt like a video game yeah, like those were the man. most you know, and what did we say last week we were like oh the mario kart sequence people are going to talk about like the pod racing sequence from from star wars and god damn it if that's not what it felt like um, yeah every, my favorite moments yeah. of this movie were action set pieces pulled from my favorite games yeah um yeah i just want more of that
3: this movie drew from like three of my favorite movies in different parts that like, it struck me in each of those moments, uh, like the whole going to this other kingdom and like mistaken identity. And, you know, it, it felt like Stargate, Mm -hmm. like going to this, going to this other world. Then there was the whole like Mario Kart sequence on, on rainbow road that felt like, uh fury road yeah and then the end where he's got like the giant bullet bill was like the end of avengers when iron man is trying to get the nuke back through the portal i was like man they're iron giant they're like yeah or iron giant super mario Um, (laughs) but it was like again like it was almost like these it, it was these moments that worked that didn't feel too like 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 it didn't feel like larceny it didn't feel like they were just relying on stealing things like you were yeah. going to like a, a pocket sandwich theater melodrama right. and most of the script was just references to something else which you know i'm guilty of but mm-hmm. uh but yeah like it it was it it was well done it was i thought it was weaved in there pretty pretty good man yeah
2: i thought yeah. it was I'm just like um, jerking
3: this movie off over and over <laughs> again
2: <laughs> i think it was a good time and it was so fun um I think you mentioned earlier how similar it was to the Bob Hoskins Mario movie as far as story (laughs) beats and how they get there. And, you know, Mario from the beginning has always been, I think it's called an isekai where he gets transported from the real world and put into this Mm. fantasy world. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh But I think it took the Bob Hoskins story and made it so that Mario acts like he does in a video game. And that just, that's what we wanted. Like we want Mario, but not us controlling him. We just want him to be Mario and he succeeded. And you asked earlier, what do I think is next? We saw the Yoshi egg. I think Yoshi and Daisy are probably next.
0: Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. What about Wario and Waluigi?
2: That would be
3: awesome. And also, just like the Bob Hoskins movie, the the final showdown with Bowser takes place in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, yeah. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's right. Hey, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) Was the Bob Hoskins movie actually good?
2: I think story-wise it (laughs) got a lot right, but it just took too many liberties with Uh, the source material.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen to our uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, podcast from the editing bay (laughs) that Joe and I, when we reviewed that movie years ago, um, and really took it to task in a way that we're not doing with this film. (laughs) Do you think... Do you think that the next movie introduces the Koopa Kids? Oh yeah. You know, I said that yeah, too absolutely. to Jenna. I was like, "Man, you know what we need? We need the Koopa Kids." Because we were watching somebody on on uh, Twitch streaming Mario World, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot the kids. Yep. This is the game where they introduce the kids." Yeah, you got to have the kids. Yeah.
2: I think it might do Baby Bowser trying to rescue his dad.
0: Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah. I don't like know if it'll all nine Koopa Kids. <laughs> I don't
2: know if they'll go Ludwig and I like Morten. the reference to
0: Ludwig von Koopa on the piano. Oh yeah, the piano. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, really awkward to explain where those kids came from, though. So we we'll have to. <laughs> I mean, that's when we get Bowsette. Answer some questions. Yeah, I guess, uh, she's been busy.
3: Maker Canon.
4: <laughs> oh man! Anybody have anything else about this movie? Hmm. I I like how they how they incorporated the whole. There's many other galaxies out mm-hmm. there. So, oh, it kind when of- I heard her say that. I was like, that's the sequel. It kind of opens so up. We can get the, uh, the depressed star that's
0: that's in the,
2: the cave. <laughs> the nihilistic yes, Luma. The, yeah. Luma.
0: <laughs> the nihilistic Luma. That was dark too. Yes.
1: <laughs> Holy shit. <Police> of death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, it, proving that if you uh, use a child's voice for any character, it's, it's adorable. No matter what vile things he's saying. But yeah, man, Mario Galaxy, when I heard her say that, I was like, oh, well. That would be a great sequel i i I could in my mind's eye see this style of animation and that what they would do with gravity i mean just think about some of the levels in the game where you're kind of jumping up and mm-hmm. being sucked into the gravity of another oh, oh yeah! Yes. I, I want that version of the mario kart sequence
3: uh, yes so here's what i want in in a total meta move i need super mario brothers the movie the game <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> like how do how do i get that how do we make that happen
0: <laughs> call up capcom they've got some experience with that
3: guys they even referenced lego super mario like they even oh, really referenced to that yes. in this movie, oh i didn't notice that it was insane that when when they're in the mushroom kingdom and they're looking at the mm-hmm. tactical map or whatever that's great like they 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 knock it down in their Lego bricks. No,
2: <laughs> I didn't know <notice> that. <laughs> I think that's like the cool thing about it is that you can watch it, enjoy the story for what it is, but then you can go back and just turn your brain yeah. off and look at all the yeah. references. And There's so much. You'll still have a great time. Yeah,
0: I got to see this again, man, because I know I missed so much stuff. Yeah, just man. trying to pay attention to the plot. For sure.
3: Yep. So if we're gonna rate this movie, uh, one being the being the worst, ten being the best, mm. what do you rate Super Mario Brothers?
0: Uh, it's solid eight. I think it
4: accomplished what its mission was. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think I'll go with eight as well. I was going to say eight or eight and a half. Um, and, and really the only, you know, we, were, we were talking about the the voice things and, and the, the voice casting mm. and it wasn't even bad. Like I didn't not like it. It was just not what I was expecting it was cranky. Mm. Yeah. Fred Armisen. <laughs> yeah, Fred yeah, Armisen. Yeah. I normally hate Fred Armisen. I'm glad I didn't know it was him going into <laughs> oh. it because I probably would have been biased against it. <laughs> what? I was like, I, I heard it. I'm like, that's not at all what I would expect Cranky to sound like. But it after, you know, five minutes or so, it was like, but it sounds okay. I'm all right with he, this.
3: He was affecting a little bit of that King Candy from Wreck-It right?
4: I thought so, yeah. too. I was, oh, I was getting I was getting King Louie from, like, uh, oh, from Jungle, Jungle Book. Book. Yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. too. Yeah, well, he's a monkey I already. I see that.
2: Well, it was weird because, like, before the movie, Seth Rogen was like, oh, they asked me to put on a voice, but I said I'm not going to. But he kind of did. A, a little it. bit. Yeah. He yeah. kind of put on an accent and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, keegan michael key who is was toad like he's fantastic i love it just <laughs> the really manic great. energy he brings Un unmodulated I know, right yeah oh he yeah. did that
3: himself i thought that was modulated he, i thought it was pitched he does oh, that himself wow. it's wow. crazy yeah yeah no that's, <laughs> man it's fun work fun work from everybody. Anna taylor joy who yeah uh, we we haven't really talked about here i think does a great job yeah. you know i like that about this movie too that like that it wasn't saving the princess that like yes. peach is peach is kind of like the obi-wan to mario's luke and she's yeah. kind of she's a badass she's responsible for him learning how to be the hero it's all about saving the kingdom yeah and luigi you know like i i, I dug that they had done that
4: like that Uh um, you know her her like her own games are kind of like that uh where she's you know she's kind of a badass and i i even read a uh a, a deal where where uh, miyamoto Basically said that's how he wanted Peach to be from the very beginning. Uh-huh. He wanted yeah, her to be I'm this sure. kind of badass character. Back but... in
0: 1985. Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> Joel <laughs> well, has no his doubts. It's a
0: little. Well, I'm just saying. Like I, I do appreciate too that this was a female empowerment. She doesn't need to yeah. be uh rescued, but yeah. uh it's uh kind of hard yeah. to to make that case when you're still referencing the video game that came out in 1985. They even make a your yeah. princesses in another castle joke. At the yeah, princesses yeah. in another
4: castle. I love that. Dude,
3: that joke. That's oh, so that was good. Amazing ah oh, she's in another castle it feels
2: very george lucas like <laughs> right yeah like, oh
0: what i really oh, was luke
2: and leia were brother and sister the whole time Really? George? Exactly. Really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure.
0: all
3: right well if you've got yeah. thoughts about the super mario brothers movie if there was something we didn't get into make sure you uh you, you write us let us know about it on our social media uh and uh joel's gonna tell you all about where you can find us right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, thanks. We uh, we do have a Facebook page. Yay. As of uh, this recording, the well, last recording, we've got a Facebook page now. Thank you, Joe, for uh, helping to set that up. And uh, you can sound off there. Um, you, like, he, like Joe said, uh, any uh, anything that we missed, any thoughts you have about the Mario Brothers movie jumped out at you, you can share on your Facebook page. You can also do that uh, on Twitter. We do, for the time being. Uh, have a Twitter handle. Uh, call us back in 2024 see how that works out. But for now, you can find us at George's L- Gloris. L- who has that? I don't have control over that. I am following that, but, uh, you don't, I think I, think Jessica, I might, you maybe, maybe you I, that. Do. well, follow us on George's Goiter <laughs> as well as, uh, Madeline Khan, and, uh, at Draco Mouthful. That's I forgot you, LaMadeleineKahn. Right. Uh, and LowResHighDef. If you can't remember all that, well, you just remember, uh, com. That is our website where you can subscribe to this podcast. We've got buttons there for, uh, subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. com. Thanks. Okay. Because we we didn't do it earlier really quick just around the horn what's
3: your current obsession and what are you looking forward to next
0: week Mm. oh yeah mark so we do this we, we've been trying to do this segment i don't know if it's going to make it past episode five joe uh what, this week's obsession where we're uh talking about things that we're that we're into it will be easier as we get into it yeah do you have anything joe because I, I i mean this week's obsession for me was the Mario movie, but go for it. You, oh, you okay. kick us off then, Joe. While I'm thinking, sure.
3: All right. Well, then I'll, I'll kick us off. My current obsession, uh, after playing 234 hours of Elden Ring, oh god, uh, I've I've dived into the or dove <laughs> dived, I've Dun-diped, jumped Elden. into <laughs> the uh, the Luigi's Mansion franchise because I've never played mm. through those games, uh, and it, I got to tell you, it's so nice to go from a 234 hour game to like finishing <laughs> Luigi's Mansion one in like five. <laughs> five hours <laughs> boom game is done uh i'm currently about 75 percent of the way through dark moon hmm. and once i finish that i'm gonna keep it rolling i'm gonna go into luigi's mansion 3 on the switch Let's do it and uh make my way through that and then by the time i'm done with that uh i'm probably gonna tackle the mario and luigi franchise mm-hmm. uh, and and go through those i was Man, I was so big on Paper Mario, the Origami King, and mm-hmm. I know it gets its origins from these Mario and Luigi games. Uh, so I want to take it back. I want to step back and go through those. And uh, what I'm looking forward to next week. Let me think. What's coming up next week? Um, oh, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen on Star Trek Picard. Because, oh, uh, three. That? Yeah. Oh, yeah that show has been outstanding really I've been enjoying the hell lot of it i think we have two more episodes to go before the end of the season and that's it mm. that's uh that's gonna be all she wrote and this current season season three by the way it's like it's like the greatest love letter to star trek the next generation fans uh it's <sighs> like the the lost season of star trek the next generation
1: uh, that's um, what i want to hear
3: you know they're unfortunately it does kind of go back and reference like season one and two so if you're hoping just to jump into this one it might behoove you to watch at least a recap of the first two seasons okay but yeah dude like get get on this picard train because this show is super good and i would almost say that like this season of picard has got me gripped more than this current season of the mandalorian
0: wow wow well, yeah, that's, that's not that tall rumor. I've kind of been uh, disappointed with the Mandalorian so far.
3: Um, well, I think it's because like they left it on such a great cliffhanger, like one of the best cliffhangers in TV history. Yeah, And then like resolved it in halfway through the Boba Fett show, another show. And exactly. then like started this season it. out with like, all right, so they're already together. Like you've, you totally shot yourself in the foot with what could have been a good story about like, oh man, like yeah. you know, Grogu's back. Like, oh my gosh. But now we're just kind of into it. And it's a decent season, but it just seems to be like now we're paying way too much homage to like the felony Clone Wars stuff. And we're yeah. forgetting what made the mandalorian so cool that like that space western that it was in the first season mm-hmm.
0: well joe uh what uh, mandalorian where they've dropped the ball you just reminded me of what my uh, week's obsession was and that uh is all this news coming out of the star wars celebration, celebration. But specifically uh, you know i'm i'm kind of casually intrigued by a lot of this stuff uh star wars nowadays but um i can't say i'm I mean, I haven't seen most of the last couple of shows. So, yeah. halfway through Obi Wan, halfway through Mandalorian. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still a Star Wars fan, I would say. Um, sure. But I, I was a big fan of uh, The Force Awakens and mm-hmm. uh, the, the arc, the story arc of Rey. And uh, yeah. so, I'm excited to see a, another chapter in her story. I don't know if they're going to call it episode 10. I don't think they should
4: continue oh, that. They don't need to. be yeah. its own thing. No, we don't think have to. It'll be another like spin off story kind of. Uh... Yeah along the lines of like uh, Mm. solo yeah so i'm here for it man yeah
3: no i i I hear you i'm i'm excited about i'm excited about that i'm excited about like they they talked about how like the ryan johnson project isn't actually you know gone they haven't gotten rid of it they kathleen kennedy was just like oh yeah no he's just been busy but we're still we're still on track to do that (laughs) and i'm kind of i've i'm not i can't say i've warmed up to the last jedi Oh, but oh, I am kind of out. I am kind of warming up to the idea of Ryan Johnson getting a trilogy. I'm, yeah, man, I'm kind of excited about that. If
0: see if he can control the narrative, he made one of the most interesting Star Wars movies that kind of explored some ideas. And yeah, it's got some hokey segments to it, but um, mm-hmm. it's it's the most interesting Star Wars yeah. movie to come out in years. And uh, yeah, I'm, I want more of that. Exactly. Hey Jay, what's your obsession, and what are you looking forward
4: to? Yeah. Uh, so I am uh, I'm going back through uh another Metroid 2 remake and kind of playing it alongside of the uh Metroid Prime Remaster. Oh. And those have been like going back and forth like on the on the Steam Deck I've been playing AM2R and on Switch I'm on the on the the Remaster. And it's kind of like one day it's one, the next day it's the other one and I've just been kind of doing nothing else but those the last few days (laughs) uh and looking forward to do any of y'all know of an anime called ruby w or rwby yes done by rooster teeth i'm finally caught up and i am fucking i can't believe the shit that just happened in this last episode so i need to see what's happening next week
3: Mm. uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for now Uh, joel what are we gonna talk about next
0: week Man, I have no idea, but I do know that we've got a, uh, a Zelda game on the horizon. We are yes. uh, T-minus one month away from uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda being released yeah. uh, for all to enjoy. I know Jenna and I are both uh, requested PTO days on that Friday. <laughs> Uh, so we can get a head start on the weekend and revisiting the land of Hyrule. But it won't be next week. And actually, what we will do next week, I'm just uh, remembering, Joe, because we're kind of recording these out of order. You and I already have a podcast, an episode in the can, where we talked about uh, music, some of our favorite music preferences. It's kind of started off... Because of of live music, you had just seen uh, Taylor Swift in concert, and I had just seen the Bit Brigade, and so we talked about those bands and other geeky bands, uh, and just kind of our our musical backgrounds uh, on a very special episode of Low Res High Death. (laughs) All right.
3: Well, Jay, Mark, thank you so much for joining us on this. Thank you. Uh, Yes, great seeing you again. had a great time watching this movie, had a great time talking about it, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I know this isn't going to be the last time that we talk about this movie with each other. <laughs> nope. We're probably going to, hey, nope. dude, I just caught this other thing. Did you see this other reference? The van. Oh, it's just like the van from the, the Bob Hoskins. No. Um, <laughs> so I know I know this is going to be the last time we talk about this, uh, but this was a really fun talk. Uh, Joel, thank you very much, man. This is a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Jeff, thank you, sir. Ugh. And uh, guys, we'll, we'll catch you next week on Low Res High Def. Have a good one.
0: Bye.